one day you'll put out a, a cutting room floor episode. I'll listen to it. I'm like, I don't even remember saying that. When did <laughs> that, that happen? Me. When, who did that? Hello, and welcome to I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside, where the customer is always right, because no one's paid for this shit. We aren't selling Jack. So guess what? You're wrong. You're not a customer. Well, there, We're there, right. There's a, there's a very specific reason why we refer to them as people who wander in as guests, <laughs> because we refuse to be beholden to a to the slogan of a guy who's been dead for 110 years who owned a department store that has not existed since 1963. Fuck you, Marshall Field. Fuck you. Someone's bitter. Anyway. No, it's it's just I had that moment of, yes, yes, you are in fact wrong, customer. You, you, you are remembering a menu item that does not exist. No, no, no. I don't get that way most of the time. During Christmas, I do. Oh, well, Christmas is a whole... Because when we get to the November, when we get to November, you already know what my anti-pick is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I make the same one every year. God help us. I'm just reminding myself that I'm on vacation in two weeks. I don't have to deal with it for a week. Hooray for me. Oh, yeah. Is this a real vacation or is this like a fall, end of summer, do all the chores vacation? Six to one, half dozen other. All right. Now, three days on, three little days off. A little from column A, a little from column A. Well, it's going to be like two days where I actually have to, you know, do stuff. I'm going to go to, I like going to auctions for no reason, because I never buy anything. But well, it's still fun. You get to look at things. Looking at things well, is great. Every once in a while, I'll find something really cool, and I'll bid on it, and I'll never win. <laughs> the only exception is my grand, a few, uh, about two or three months ago, my grandfather's estate sale went through. He passed away late last year. And we sold off all his stuff. That there was a 1864 New Orleans minted U.S. quarter, the quarter minted before Lincoln was president. I was not leaving without it. Mm-hmm. I brought a lot of money. I'm like, I don't care what it cost. I'm going home with it, <laughs> and I did. There you go. Auctions are nifty, and you spend too much money there. Oh, inevitably. Or you don't, in which case you, or you just go there and blow a lot of gas to get there and find nothing. See that that that's something I've kind of appreciated about eBay's max bid system. Or you can just say, I want to pay 60 for it. Email me if and I someone won. someone you, someone else bids you. Yeah. Like, right. Email me if I won. And the problem is they email you also if someone outbids you, and you're like, son of a... Like, you, you have that and immediate you have rage. It. And it's like, how, how much you did have he to go beat me by? <laughs> right. And they always, you know, say, he beat you by a dollar. In reality, he could have beat you by $50. You don't know that. Like, mm-hmm. his max bid could be double yours. You'll never know. Yeah, you have no idea. You you can adjust yours up five. Makes... You can go to an extra five. And then that doesn't make a dent, and you're like, you suck. And yeah. I can do another five. You suck. Another five. You suck. Yeah. And at what point you're willing to put down $20 just to screw with him, and then you realize, hey, you just bought something that's worth 30 bucks for 80 Yeah. <laughs> so pick of the week. What you got, Jeff? Shit. Now I know I forgot something today. Oh. Uh... Uh, I'm going to pick Canada Dry Ginger Ale. 
the best ginger ale. It is, even though it's Canadian. It's delicious. I don't think it's nutritious. I don't care. Um, it go- well, it there's mixes actual well with- ginger ale. In- there's actual ginger in it. That's got to count for something. It's a mildly, mildly nutritious. Then fine. Either way, it's, it's delicious, and it go. It is mixes well with other things, as long as you don't overdo it. And I know a few bartenders that do. You may or may not be one of them. I'm not sure. Well, if you look, I'm gonna fill. I'm gonna fill the tumbler, because that's the spec. If you say splash, I will splash. Splash and a half tops. Well, every time I go to a, like a bartender, I like a cherry and cola. I like a ginger ale and uh, Jack Daniels. It's no. It's a here's a little bit of ginger ale, and here's freaking Jack Daniels. With a drink. It's like no. If I wanted to drink Jack Daniels, I just drink that. If I wanted to drink straight rum. I'd have a mental issue, but <laughs> yeah, I could do it. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter. No. Pick of the week, your turn. All right, so yes. I am going to go with a book. It's uh, William Gibson's The Peripheral. So uh, Bill Gibson, granddaddy of cyberpunk, uh, is still writing, still kicking. He is uh, truly a great Canadian author in that he's an American that moved to Canada. <laughs> This is this is the key to become to being a great Canadian author is being from anywhere other than Canada, and the peripheral concerns a um, bunch of guys who, upon discovering the ability to interact with alternate quantum timelines in the past, um, decide that of course they're going to exploit it for money. <laughs> they just find oh, yeah. they find a time stream where everyone's poor. And uh, they manipulate it to their own, manipulate those poor people to their own ends. And uh, the book concerns um, a drone pilot who sees a murder and is now uh, forced to, who has now been asked to inhabit an android body in the relatively nice timeline uh, to f- solve the crime. It's 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 head it's the right amount of head bendy, and I appreciate uh, William Gibson saying. Well, of course, the first thing, time travel's not possible, but quantum mucking about is, and the second we figure it out, we're going to fuck over every other timeline we can. Including our own. Oh, especially our own, but those poor, those <laughs> poor third world timelines, bugger them. Aye, aye, aye. Now, now I'm reading about ginger ale, and they make so many different <laughs> kinds that I don't get to have. I, I, I've only seen three. See, ginger ale, diet ginger ale, and that cranberry ginger ale that comes out around Christmas. See, I've I've seen in Canada I can get about five because in addition to cranberry, we also get blackberry during the the spring summer, and we also have um green. We will occasionally also get uh, green tea ginger ale or white tea with raspberry ginger ale. But now I'm seeing crazy. Fla- seen- now I'm seeing crazy flavors in. Asia and the Middle East that I also want. I've seen green tea ginger ale. I don't remember where I saw it, but I saw it. It was very good. Oh, crap, they make yes. they, they make pineapple. <laughs> That's just a crime. Black cherry? Someplace, somewhere, you can buy pineapple ginger ale. Uh, in, like, New Jersey. Because, ex- yeah, that's where you expect to... What? <laughs> yeah, like, the, there, there is, uh, there are, like, six flavors of Canada Dry that are specific to New England. That makes no sense. Peach. I mean, that actually sounds delicious. That I like peach soda. Peach ginger ale sounds delicious. That that sounds wonderful. 
Uh, if anyone is listening from Delaware, Southern Pennsylvania, or Maryland, um, ship us some. Please, please, please mail me a six pack of peach ginger ale. That sounds delicious. Yeah. If you, if you can get a multi, I love peach soda, and I'm the only one in my family that does. If you can get a multi pack, really I'll, nice. I'll cover shipping on this. Yeah, really. Okay. I was so I was so my I was so nostalgically happy the other day on Amazon. I found um, Ecto Cooler High C. I was like, oh, my eighth grade and seventh grade self would love one of those. Please, 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 or even sixth grade, really. But then I found the sh- they wanted to, sh- to ship it to me for fifteen dollars. Uh, it's like, no, no, no. See, it costs less than $15. Okay, so I, re- I realize that you, you've shared your story. Do you want to know how much it would be to get a pack of 12 of those to Canada? How much? $247.50. Oh. Why? I don't know. This asshole on Amazon is selling them for two forty and charging shipping. Because because why did you? Yeah, because so he's gonna they sell were... a lot like that. It's like that. Sim- it's like that one guy on eBay. I have a constant MG Gundam list I look for on eBay, and every week I see this guy. He posts the same kit. It is a, a hobby. It's a hobby shop ex- or a uh, one of those con exclusives Sazabi clear kits. Oh, Masquerade Sazabi Verkok clear kit. I think I know. I no, think I like, know the okay, one was, you mean, and that looks hella cool. It does look hella cool, but this one guy has one, and he puts it on eBay every two weeks. Guess what his asking price is? Uh, hundred twelve bucks. Eight hundred dollars. What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with this human? What? I don't know. What he, the he literal? Someone will pay it. Like it is free shipping, though. It well, is free shipping <laughs> anywhere in the world. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this person? What makes you think that you Seven. can get nine times the box price? I get, I get that dreamer, it's, I guess. I guess it's a. Con, I, I realize it's eight hundred dollars. It's a con exclusive. It's not eight hundred dollars. It's seven hundred. It's seven hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Like I get it's under eight hundred dollars. I get that it's con exclusive, but that's seven times the list price. Nine times seven. I don't know what. I don't know what the Sasabi cost. A lot. Yeah, like the, the and then main... a web and then a con exclusive would be more, and then you got to pay the finder's fee for it, and then you got to ship it. So I suspect if you wanted one, you'd pay in the neighborhood of two hundred dollars, maybe a little less, probably not that high, somewhere around hundred fifty, hundred sixty dollars. Yeah, I I get that. Part. And then shipping, it'd probably kick it up closer to two. But this guy wants eight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, you can you can list that as many times as you like, buddy. Yeah. Oh, and to that guy, I just wanted to know, in case you're listening, and you're probably not, there's a guy who listed a couple weeks ago a PG GPO2, uh, GPO2 kit, and I was the leader on it. I had the high bid in. It was a five-day auction. I had the high bid in with three days left to go, and he canceled it and relisted it $200. Screw you. Why do you do that? If you if you have a price in mind, set your price there. <sighs> well, that and I was like, yeah, the bid, my high bid was $50. I had a whole lot more in there than that. But I was like, you do realize that the most bids happen in the last, like, five minutes of the auction. It is not going to sell for $50. You will get more than that. <laughs> okay, so I am now seeing, uh, I'm seeing someone else who has listed the, uh, the Sasabi in clear colors for 230 uh-huh. That's 
that's a little on the high side. It's not $800, you know. That's, okay, you're asking too much. As opposed to $800, which is, are you high? That that's this is madness is what is is what this is. Con exclusives are madness and a web web shop li- web shop limited only kits are a pain to get, but I know several ways to do it. Well, and there con exclusive kits. The web shops are expanding because we're having three websites uh, that sort of do auctions and trading from Japan to the rest of the world are teaming up with P Bandai right. to make that easy. Right. Yeah. So. It's more expensive, yes. It's more expensive for the Japanese, too. I tell people, you know, Japan's kind of in the same boat. The only difference is they have to pay, we have to pay a middleman, whereas they just have to pay full price. Yeah. So we got to pay full price plus a little bit more, plus the shipping. But we had to pay the shipping regardless. Not that I'm bitter or anything. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is, is I hope these, these websites get their acting gear but in time for the heavy arms car or Kai. Yeah. Kai. Ka. It is both, isn't it? Kiddly doo doo. It, it'll be both. Whatever. It's the Kai, it's the Ka, it's the custom, it's the. Never mind. Yeah. But today our topic is Naughty Dog and Uncharted 4, and I guess a little bit of The Last of Us, because we did. We've never done a proper Last of Us review, but there was one episode, I think Tail End, we mentioned it. I don't know if that was us anticipating it or reviewing it, but. A lot of what I think I have to say about Uncharted 4 has things to do with The Last of Us. And I put very simply, I, I w- wish I thought of this line, I really did. But with the, those two ga- games in particular, Naughty Dog has proven one thing that they are the Pixar video games. They make you give a damn. <laughs> Pixar is world renowned for giving emotions to things that don't have emotions toys, fish. Emotions that have emotions, so on and so forth. Naughty Dog basically does the same thing with computer-generated people. You really give a damn. And Uncharted 4 is an excellent example of that because they hyped up all during the beginning. It's like, okay, the last, the, uh, what was the uh, underscore title of it? A Thief's End. Yeah. And they kept hinting, they kept hinting, okay, we might kill off Drake. We might kill off Drake. I didn't buy that. Yeah. But I was still kind of nervous. And then I got about halfway through the game, and I thought, okay, they're not killing off Drake, but they are going to break up uh, Nate and Elena, and that's going to make me miserable. This is this is one more day all over again. No, 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 no. When there was one particular scene where they're driving up in the jeep, and they play the music while you're driving up the road, and it's a sad music as if it's all coming to an end. I'm literally talking to the game. It's like, please no, please please no, please no. I'm talking to no one in particular, just begging them not to do what I think they're going to do. And they didn't! Yeah, okay, so the episode I'm thinking of was actually, like, episode 44 or 45? I don't know, but... We talked about it a long time ago. It, it was it was around the time it came out, and I think The Last of Us is a absolutely wonderful game, except for the part where it's a video game. And this has kind of become <laughs> my thesis for Naughty Dog, where they create they they create visually stunning things and are really good at just making making characters that are remarkably engaging. But the actual brass tacks of playing the game wears thin for me. Like it's, I don't know. Uh, I, the and game I mean, is I real. I real. Like it's, it's never exactly bad. 
But there's always this moment of, oh, yeah, I have to clear this room of clickers, or I have to... Oh god, they're making me do a slide and jump again. And Drake 4 has a lot of Last of Us's DNA in it, even right down to, like, weirdly, like, conspicuously incongruous wheelie carts. Like, like, <laughs> like in The Last of Us, they were dumpsters. And I'm like, okay, dumpsters are ubiquitous. We can ignore the fact that these dumpsters have rusted to nothing in an apocalyptic scenario, or the wheels have seized. But, but okay, dumpsters are a thing that are around in urban environments, and you can move them, so they make a great puzzle element. When you have a dumpster-sized box on perfect wheels, <laughs> basically everywhere Drake goes in this game, and it's never a dumpster, it's always some ancient crate thing... <laughs> Okay, not ancient, 200-year-old yes. crate thing. I'm like... I'm sorry, pirates did not have those kind of wheels. They just yeah, didn't. Th th those wheels, they, they would have killed men for such wheels. <laughs> right. It's like, no, 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 no. Blackbeard the pirate did not invent the roller skate. You were doing this wrong. Yeah. and now, I'm willing to forgive some of that. They did I, I you overuse it. those boxes. That and like the, the sliding on gravel or shale mechanic... Where I'm just like, yeah, this is nice. This is nice that you have, like, a controlled slide option, but you're not using this in a way that's particularly interesting, and you keep making me do it. The, the controlled slide was kind of fun. I enjoyed that because you're not really that controlled. You're just sliding, you're like, oh, I can't stop. I can barely turn, but at a certain point, I'm going to have to jump and pray to God. Oh, oh and can I say I love the hook shot? Okay, I mean, Tarzan the, rope. I the, mean, whatever. The grappling hook was really great. I'm, I'm glad they finally nailed it. But it's another thing that's weird about me about this for coming to Drake's to Drake four is so I've played two two Tomb Raider games that have very effectively stolen the best bits of the Drake formula and merged them with a couple of other games. And playing a Drake game without those other elements now feels weird to me. Especially when this game adds adds the 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 Lara Croft climbing hooks, like she, she like he he just has a python, but he still it's still they they still landmark it with the the rocks that have holes in it, and I'm like, guys, come on! Hey, Lara Croft stole from Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake is feel free to steal some back. Well, Drake stole from Lara. It's it's this great recursive stealing from each other thing. Like even the developers were like when Uncharted One came out, they were like they 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 called it Dude Raider. Yeah. Hey, hey. All I'm saying is the next Laura Croft game better have a dog named Sully. I'm just saying. <laughs> Why a dog? I wanna buy a dog. If I buy a dog, can I name Sully? Yeah, sure, whatever, kid. But, but so, another thing, we, you, you touched on it. Can I just say, this is the greatest looking video game in the history of mankind. Oh, it, it is so there very certain, pretty. Like, I mean, and I, I, there was this point where I had to... Stop and look at the scenery. Well, there, there was a point, there, there's a se sequence of the game set in Scotland, and I had to grab my friend who had just emigrated from Scotland and be like, so is Scotland this pretty in real life? And she said, no, they've made Scotland mm. pretty. Scotland is nowhere near that pretty. But it's gorgeous in-game. Uh, Mexico is gorgeous in-game. They, they weren't in Mexico. Where were they? Um, Peru? 
I don't know. Okay. The, the was it Panama? Was yeah, it was Panama. You're right. Panama. Panama. Okay, and before we get full on into this, there's one other weird thing. So, the premise of the game is that there is a lost city founded by 12 historical, well, no, 11 historical pirate captains. You you can Google these guys, and you can find out their history, and they're all pretty cool and interesting and did pirate stuff. And then, as a joke, they included Guybrush Threepwood from the monk from LucasArts adventure game series Monkey Island. And the when they introduced that, it's like, hey, here's twelve pirate captains. If you can match up their personal their, their flags with this puzzle and the, this positioning, you you get to advance the story. And it's a fun little puzzle, and it's a great little in joke because. Yeah, hey, it's Guybrush Threepwood. Why not? And he's he's I, the one guy who gets highlighted as yeah. Oh, uh, his thing's a monkey, but I don't remember who he is. And then they play that to the hilt, to the absolute end of the game. Guybrush Threepwood was canonically part of this organization. You find his body wearing his costume. You keep his your brother Nathan Drake's brother will continually make comments like, okay, seriously, he was the best swordsman of all of them. That's all I can remember. And I'm like, you you, you run this joke too far. I did not put all those pieces together until I saw a YouTube video on it. I'm like, no. No, you're just making that shit up. And I, he puts all his clothes together. I'm like, oh, damn, that was in my face the entire time. Well, I mean, the portrait... That's so stupid. Well, the portrait's enough, and the fact that his flag is a monkey, and I'm like, no. Guybrush? Guybrush. I feel so stupid. No, I mean they they were they were canny enough about it. I mean, but I think it's just so yeah, weird that they stuck with it to the end. Still, enough hints. I sh- as a nerd, I should have put two and two and two and two to- together to get to Guybrush. But oh well. Look, it's it's an it's an old LucasArts adventure game. You, you're. And I didn't, I didn't even, but I didn't play it, but I still knew who the pirate's name was. It's like, Guybrush, yeah, that's uh, Monkey Island Pirate, I know that. See, that that's it, and, though. It's uh, like, yeah. if you've, you you didn't play LucasArts Adventure Games in the 90s, so you're off the hook for not getting the joke. I think it's weird that they took that joke all the way. Mm. It's just I'm having a little bit of fun, filling in the gaps. I mean, you, you, you can buy, like, very nice remasters of Monkey Island. They're, they're a fun afternoon of gameplay. Yeah. But yeah, the there were some great, great scenes. Like you said, they get you so invested in these characters. Uh, Elena, Sully, Drake's brother, who is basically, we didn't learn anything about him. And I thought it was so stupid when they said, okay, we're going to meet Drake's brother. Wait, we don't know. We know all about Drake's past for the most part. Now we don't need it. Uh, brother was never there. We would have noticed him by now. Well, yes. And, and or start, no. They, they, they left well, enough gaps. Well, in Un- yeah, but in Uncharted 3, we saw Drake as a young kid and like, no, there was no brother there. He was a, an orphan. He hung out with Sully. No brother ever showed up. And they said, no, 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 no. They said, he was in jail at the time. And then he got out. And then he died. But he wasn't dead. And I thought I'd hate him. Oh, damn it. Guess who they get, to, they get to do his voice acting? Troy Baker. Troy did it, knocked it out of the park, as he usually does. Because like, once okay, again, you have a Naughty Dog game where Troy and and Nolan North play a brother act to each other. And they do it so well. 
Yeah, and it's like... At a certain point, you're just going to look at Troy and go, damn it, you're just too good. <laughs> I really wanted to hate this guy just because he was seemed like a, you know... A cousin all shoe over, into the story. right? Right, he just kind of came out of nowhere and set up the plot, and not to mention he was kind of a dick because he shows up, oh, I'm in such big trouble, this, you know, crazy drug lord, and you play that entire level, and, you know, it would never happen. It was all a made-up sequence. When I, when I played back through the second time, I was like, can I actually die on this level? And then I did, I'm like, that's bullshit. This didn't really happen. Well, that that's always I can't die on something that didn't really happen. That 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 sort of begging for the Prince of Persia. No, wait, that's not how it ended. Sort of thing as you go to the reload screen. Yeah, yeah, and um, so so when we were talking about Uncharted Three, we were a thing we said is that we weren't totally sold on Elena and Nathan as a functioning couple. And this game said, yeah, no, they're not really a functioning couple. <laughs> These two people just, just well, can't Well, they were a functioning couple, but they were, they were both trying to be something they were not in the beginning. They were like, okay, well, now we're saying, now, you know, that life is over. We're no longer adventurers. We're no longer this. I now write you're a, a salvage diver. Yeah, I'm a boring and diver. And I'm a boring travel blogger. And it's clear that both are bored. I think they, they sell Nathan's really well, but Elena gets that moment of, so I was just talking about Singapore, traveled to Singapore, and then I sort of fell down this rabbit hole about of caring about the smog situation there. And I'm like, yeah, you want more than travel blogging, right? <laughs> like as much but as they're so they, desperate to convince them. Yeah, they're they're just so but they're so desperate to convince themselves. Like, yeah, this is what our life now. We're happy. We we this are mature grown ups. We are mature grown ups with reasonable mature grown up jobs. And our only problem is and, arguing over who does the dishes. And, and we are so happy and go lucky and isn't it great? Oakley dokely. And I mean, they are slowly becoming Ned Flanders. Yeah, and and then both of them sort of realize that yeah, old as they are, they miss the running around and getting in trouble. Do you get miss getting shot at? I get miss getting. I love that thing where he's up in his man cave in the attic. Oh, the the attic where, where he gets to. Like the you pick up the nerf, nerf guns, the, the nerf gun, and the old like the Uncharted Two fight music starts playing, and you have to kill on the targets. Yeah. Oh, and, and the one target hiding up at the very top of the attic, and if you hit that last one, you get an achievement. See, I I, I was so happy when I unlocked that achievement. See, games. Like, oh, I missed that one. I'm so happy. <laughs> games are bad at queuing people was, to look up. Yeah. Unless you're Valve. Valve you is very Crab good. Now, it's going nuts. Valve is very good at queuing people to look up. They spend all their yeah. time queuing people to look up. Um, but yeah, uh, I I think the actually revisiting Elena and Nathan and having them hash out the fact that they're not grown ups was great. <laughs> and hey, Sully's back. Sully's Sully's a stand up guy. Back. Sully's the best guy. Well. Well, like that Sully's, you know, he's out of the game, but he's not out of the game. He's still wheeling and dealing and well, okay. dealing with unsavory characters. He, he's a middleman. He's, like, he's a broker. He's a CF, right? Right. But, when, you know, when the times go to the gunfights, he's like, no, I'm getting too old for this shit. No. Yeah. Drake, you, you and your brother go out there and shoot up the place. Do what you got to do. I'm getting the fuck out of here. It's like, I'm, I'm just sitting on the plane. And actually, I do want to say one other thing is at first... I was a little annoyed that the big, that the, the story of this one, unlike the previous three, is not necessarily about finding 
a lost city with some sort of crazy treasure we're not we're better off not having like there's no moment where we pivot into nazi zombies or roid infused yetis or anything like that it's it's just here's a big pile of pirate treasure and at first I was like, man, that, that's kind of lame. This is nowhere near earth-shaking as the previous three were. Until you get to this point where Nathan is going to walk away from a boat full of doubloons because he's not that guy anymore. And I'm like, oh, oh, you have made me feel. You have made me care about this man. That's what you made oh, me do. The lost city was well, my I like feelings. <laughs> I, I like that scene, but I like the lead up to it. It's like, okay, this isn't pirate treasure. This is the pirate. This is all the pirates pooling their treasure together to create this, you know, great society type thing. Which I brush three on had no pirate treasure. <laughs> I've played. He all had those like five games. bucks that he threw in. He has five he bucks had five and bucks some grog. It's a grog. He's like, hey. You can, it's great. You got all this gold. You guys want to eat? Huh? Want to eat? Yeah, that's what I thought. But anyway. But no, the, all this pirate treasure. And it, I like that they showed, okay, this, you know, great society, this, you know, pirate, you know, paradise, this liberty place. It kind of went all to hell. Well, that's there because was it was point, an elaborate con. Like, I appreciate that. That's the best part. It's like, no, we're going to found a new society off Madagascar on democracy and, you know... And we're just going to throw a lot of money at it to make the best town possible. We're going to pool all our money together. Except one guy's like, nope, I'm taking all of it. Yep. Man, Guybrush Threepwood goes out like a punk. Yeah, well, they all, they all get poisoned. I, I, I can't help but wonder, he's like, okay, was this all an elaborate con? Or did at some point these pirates say, you know, we want to create this great society, and they get all their pirate gold together, and you know, great society's great and all, but holy shit, that's a lot of gold. <laughs> I mean, I could buy so much rum with that. <laughs> right? It's like, I could just, you know, hop on a boat, sail away, and buy everything. And I mean everything. <laughs> Forever. What about all these people that, you know, put all their hard work and money into this? Well, they're dead now, so <laughs> they don't need the gold, do they? <laughs> And he goes, I think he goes full crazy. Like, he, he just goes full crazy on it. Is he, he sees the gold and just decides, you know what, I'm going to keep this at my house. And I mean, we'll have a great society and everything, but the gold's at my house. And you don't need <laughs> it. You don't need to see it. Oh man, you're plotting against me. I better poison everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, we're, we have a little bit of infighting. Um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to poison everybody, we're going to drown the entire city, and then you and me, we're going to go and you know be, stay rich. And I got on the boat, you know what, I thought it over, I'm just going to be rich and you're going to die. Yeah. And well, that didn't work well. They all ended up dead. Well, what, what's the overriding moral of the Uncharted series as a whole? Greed is bad. <laughs> yep. Despite the fact that, uh, that Nathan spends most of the series trying to get rich. Except for this last game. Well, he he's 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 down for it. He's he is down to be the guy who gets paid this time, especially because his it's for his brother, his brother who he left to rot in jail. He didn't know that. There's a ton of guilt and also a quarter billion dollars in gold. Well, <laughs> like, that, that helps that, too. That's what we call a win-win. 
But what was the other... The villain in this particular series, I forget the names of them, the one guy and the one girl. The oh. guy I wasn't all that intimidated by. I think that's the point, though. But the girl, the oh. spec ops leader, she scared the hell out of me. She, she, I'm, I'm a little upset she's dead. Is she dead? She's not dead. Is she not? She's not dead. She, she remember she got a bunch of gold and then oh yeah, she kind of locked the she, door. She, she grabbed a chest. She got a handful of gold. And she, she grabbed she one chest, chest and ditched them all in a zodiac. Oh man, she could come back. Yeah, she, this could be fun. Yes, but she's not dead. She is rich and she's alive. So maybe that's good enough for her. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, she had a good point. She's like, and she had a good point. She was telling the other guys like, look. We've got a lot of gold here. This is, gold here is enough for you and me to live out the rest of our lives in comfort forever. We're good. Let's go. <laughs> He's like, no, I want more. I'm like, no, you didn't listen to her, did you? You are rich. You already are. You are going to be very rich. And so you do not need what it is in that boat because I guarantee you, it's booby trapped to hell. We already walked through. Place where he mummified everybody and set them on f- and rigged them with explosives. That was creepy. And then we got to the third time, and I'm just like, I'm done with you. <laughs> it's like I, I'm, and that's it. It's and it, we we come back to the gameplay here because it's just like, yeah, I'm done with this. Yep, yep. It's it's another thing where I push these magic carts around. It's another sliding around thing. Or goddamn yeah, the fuck the stealth mechanics in this game. It, well, you can pl- there is a certain points of the game, like on the um, island in Scotland, where I you know would stealth through the whole level. I was so proud of myself. And there was other times where I'd try and stealth, get caught, and it's like screw it. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Well, that's it. It's it's half of a stealth game because it's half the stealth mechanics from Last of Us because it's like you can hide and you can spot dudes, but you can't distract people. And you don't have even half as good a, a quiet takedown option as that game. I don't know. There, there are certain times where I jumped on someone, heard his neck snap, and the guy right beside him. Not paying attention. Dude, you got your headphones on or what? <laughs> I, I Everyone in the area heard me snap that dude's neck. Not you, though. Hey, they, there's a lot of rushing water. He's distracted by the babbling. <laughs> <sighs> Hearing the babbling, I really gotta pee, man. <laughs> Snap. What was that? I don't care. I gotta pee. <laughs> Crack. Oh, I'm dead too. But yeah, getting back to El- Elena and Nathan, I was so terrified, so terrified that they were gonna break them up. Especially after you know, you know, Nathan's all excited. We've got the treasure. We've got it now. He walks into the room and there's Elena. Oh shit. <laughs> Nathan, you done fucked up. <laughs> you done fucked up bad. <laughs> Well, everyone sees like, it, and it's on their faces. And God bless whoever is in the room directing these people for the mocap se- sessions, because they're hitting it. Like the whole team's hitting out of the park. Oh yeah, because if you ever watch the mocap sessions, it's just like okay, they're using plastic tubes for tables. They're wearing a well, giant body well, stocking with like, dots all over you're, it. You're just wearing a scuba suit with. Head. Stupid things strapped to it in a room, like, in a green room with, you know, PVC pipes PVC for props. Piping. Yeah. This is your PVC piping table. This is your PVC piping door. This, this is, is your PVC, PVC piping gun. This is your PVC piping <laughs> wine glass. <laughs> Fine. Details. We'll work on them. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, this is the game where Nathan Drake stopped being just this kind of douchey, fun guy to be a, have adventures with and became a real character. And I think they were ridiculous. They were incredibly convincing at, at crafting a guy who is just ever so slightly too old for what he's doing. And perhaps, well, you know, in love with what he's doing a little too much. Well, that's what the game's called. A Thieves End. It's not, no one's dying. No relationships are ending. It's like, this part of Nathan Drake and this part of his life is over. And he tries to recapture it here. And he's like, no, nah, And then, you know, got a fate slaps him upside the head and he goes, no, you are too old to be doing this. Stop it. <laughs> we, we, remember in Uncharted 3? Remember that, you know, sequence where you gave up the ring and, you know, you had your you had your uh, Mountain Doom moment where you threw the ring into the f- fire or the sand, whatever. Point is, you decided you were going to give up that life and go be with Elena. You can't go back and undo that and say, okay, Elena will be fine if she doesn't know. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> and yes, he has a good reason. He's going to help his brother escape from the drug lord who doesn't really exist because he was killed in the explosion or he was killed by an assassin and he never really got in jail and that guy busted him out. But who cares? That's not the point. Yeah. Because his brother is still, despite the fact that he is his older brother, is a little more immature than he is. Well, he, he and has been have, for some time in the flashbacks. He, he didn't have quite the same life as Nathan did. He he didn't he he was consistently rewarded for everything that was wrong about him until he was in prison, which just left him in suspension. He, it was it was Arrested Development. True. But there's a certain point where Nathan becomes the older brother. He's like, okay, we don't need this anymore. We don't have to do this anymore. And he's like, no, 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 I, I have to get this treasure. And he goes, no, you do not. You don't have to do anything. And you sure as hell don't need to die in some crazy pirate's you know, booby trap. <laughs> and, of course, he runs off to do it anyway. And Nathan's like, ah, shit, now i got to go rescue him. Which he does. And a cool sword fight happens. And then the bad guy gets killed by being buried under a mountain of gold, which, you know, subtlety much? Eh, I mean, oh, fuck that sword fight minigame. I, I like the sword fight minigame. It just, just kept it going. just tough enough. It just kept going. Hey, like, it t- you're, you're battling against your fencer, so he's actually going to be pretty good. Yeah, but I stabbed him three times. Zelda stops the fight after three times. Eh, well, the the blade was rusty. The point is, he he dies under being, getting a bunch of gold dropped on him. He goes crunch, okay? He he folds up like an accordion. Yeah. And then a mountain falls on him just to be there as the boat is sinking. So yeah, quadruple whammy. You've been smashed by gold. You're the boat. You then you drowned if you somehow lived through that. Then a mountain fell on you if you somehow lived through that. And then so, you yeah, sank. he's dead. And then you sank. So yeah, bad. But uncarded happened. The the best action sequence in a game I have ever seen. You come out of the church. You got to get down to the bottom of the uh, island city. You got to go down that hill. You hop in a jeep. You drive down the hill. There's a there's a car chasing the entire time. You hop on the crane. You get dragged behind the crane. You get on top of the crane. You jump on the car. You jump from car to car as they're blowing up. Then you end up on the on the back of a motorcycle, shooting as another car chases you, which then explodes into a fireball as you go away. That was just utterly insane. 
That was not edge-of-your-seat gameplay. That is, you are standing up by the end of the gameplay. <laughs> that is true. Then you have to then you have to go pause the game, get a drink to calm down. <laughs> and, and, of course, right after all, all that excitement is when Elena pops back up, and you, just like everyone else in the game, walk in the room, and there's Elena, and you go, oh, shit. <laughs> Even you feel you're in trouble. <laughs> I'm, in I'm trouble. sorry. Wait, I didn't do nothing. I've, I've been having fun here. I'm I'm sorry, Elena. I, he, he made me do it. <laughs> Even Sully's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sully what knows. my fault. He called me. Sully knows. <laughs> Sully knows. It's like... Apologize yeah. early and often. <laughs> right. Well, he knew. He was in deep shit already. And, of course, when things go to hell for him, you know, who does he call? He's like, okay, Nathan is now on an island of, you know pirates, possibly, and there's a whole bunch of mercenaries trying to kill him. He goes, okay, give me a gun, we'll go save his ass again. And has there ever been one time where, uh, another thing I'd like to point out, has there ever been one time where Nathan has actually had to rescue Elena as the damsel in distress? I want to say in the first one, a little bit. Like, pulling her, you know, you know pulling her up a, on a, up a ladder after, you know, she almost falls off a bridge, maybe. I guess that kind of counts. But, you know, she was never held captive. Um, she was never, you know, no, captured by the enemy. And Nathan was a couple of times. <laughs> I think she's been... Especially in Uncharted 3. That happened a lot. I think she's been kidnapped by assholes. I want to say that happened in 2. I can't think of one time. Maybe. Point is, Elena's a badass. There's that one particular scene where she... You know, as you finally get that jeep up the giant wooden elevator, which I don't know how pirates built that, but anyway, when she, you know... When the gate opens up and there's like five guys with guns, she just hits the gas and runs over all of them. And Nathan has a line of, oh, yeah, way to go, Nathan. And way to go, Nate. Piss that chick off. Way to go. <laughs> right, and then there's the, the secret ending where after the credits you play as Nate's daughter discovering all I this. I was so happy. I don't I, know. I, completely, I, will freely, I, can, I will freely admit to fanboying out. See, yeah, I like uh, the Crash bit. Bandicoot comes back on. But I, I feel like that this is them setting up Uncharted 5 as, like, a dad game, and I don't... Which I'd be fine with, but... I, I mean, I'll play it, but I'm not, like, super keen on that. Well, Naughty Dog has already said they are done with Uncharted. They will not be making any more Uncharted games. <laughs> yeah, but, and then Sony's gonna show but, up with a wheelbarrow full of money. But, yeah, but they've also said, we wouldn't be... a. a, a opposed to someone else taking over the Uncharted franchise, which is them saying, hey, Sony, if you give us a crap ton of money, we'll maybe we'll make publishing. our own little separate division. Yeah, maybe we'll make our own little separate division and we'll make you a game. <laughs> as long as you promise to let that separate division make games for other systems. It won't be Naughty Dog. It'll be Naughty Cat or something like that. <laughs> Naughty Dog, slightly different town. Naughty Hamster. No, I'm, I'm thinking Naughty, Naughty Hamster. Naughty Dog Austin, or Naughty Dog Portland, or Naughty Dog uh, Seattle, right? Like some, God, some offshoot, some some separate studio with some guys that have done some good work, but have not gotten to lead a team. Set up with new offices in a town where the cost of living is too damn high because it's video <laughs> games. I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, what? Why are there no video? Naughty games? Dog Toronto. Oh, cost of living too damn high. <laughs> I mean, video games could set up anywhere where you can buy a warehouse, fill it with cubicles and computers, and have ready access to an international airport. 
But they pick Santa Monica more often than not. <laughs> Cost of living, too damn high. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, good times. Good times. But yes, the I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened. Maybe you know we we wait a, we do we flash forward a few years and the uh, she's like 16, 17 years old and wants to you know become just like mom and dad were. Mom and dad are like no 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 we've been down that road. I don't know. That's way she gets too into much some murder for a seventeen-year-old girl protagonist. Then she gets into some deep trouble, and he has to. Oh crap! Here we go again. And then Sully and the other Drake brother, and hell, maybe even Chloe mm-hmm. show up again, just for funsies. And and Sully the dog comes in to save the day. Da da da. The dog's name is Victoria. Victoria Sullivan. <laughs> Vicky Sullivan. Vicky Sully. Anyway. Actually, you're right. V- Victoria, Victor, Victor Sullivan. I get it now. Yep. Like, well, we couldn't find a boy dog, so we'll just, you know, flip gender the name. Close enough. But the dog's name is Victoria Sullivan Drake, just for the record. But yes, I when worst. that happened, the, the game ended, and you play a little bit of more of Crash Bandicoot. It's like, oh, that's a nice way to end it. You, you play Crash Bandicoot. Hey, you finish the level, and then it zooms out from the TV, and it turns around. At which point I went, who is that? And then I put it all together, and I'm like, I completely fanboyed out. I lost all sense of resemblance. I am hopping around the room like a frigging idiot. It's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I am so moronic. But I was so happy. Yeah. And you know what? And there was nothing to do in that ending except, you know, wander around and look at all the pictures and, you know, pick up everything you could. Yeah, it, it that was pure fan service, but at the same time, I'm Which still. I'm, okay with. I'm, you know what? People rag on it, but this is fine. And you know what? If they ever finally do it and do the kart racing game, they've got my fucking money. <laughs> Uncarted. Race racing. Like, come on, guys. You're you're just you're just messing with my feels at this point. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I, I completely fanboyed out, and especially after we mentioned um, Last of Us. Last of Us ending was so damn depressing and heart wrenching, and messed with you, and pretty much dragged you down. Even though it was such a great game and a great ending, but it was just un, you know not a pleasant way to end the game. I understand why it happened. I understand why it was important to the plot, and I kind of understand why the main character did what he did at the end of the game. But it just kind of left a bad taste in your mouth. Uncharted ending was candy and and soda and all sorts of sweetness. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes this is a game we're playing. It is for fun. Yeah, and and I I enjoyed playing it except for the bits with the shooting or the sneaking because I've played much more compelling shooting and sneaking games anywhere. I enjoyed the shooting and the sneaking and the puzzles for the most part, even with the ones with the stupid boxes. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Monkey Island Pirates. <laughs> oh, God. The, the, they ran that all the way to the end. That was the surprising part. I can't help but wonder if Nolan North figured it out. Oh, I mean, at some point, someone has to have said, like, Monkey Island, guys. I know Troy on. Baker. Troy Baker. I know Troy Baker stirred. had to figure it out. Right. Troy Baker would have figured that out immediately. He's like, he's reading the script. Monkey Pirate. Is this? Yes, it is, Troy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Troy. Uh, it almost makes me feel bad because uh, they they could have easily have gotten the voice actor or Guybrush in to do something. So he he couldn't like read a read a letter in his voice or something. 
No, I guess well, not. They, they could have given him a role somewhere, like, completely unrelated to Guybrush, but just had that extra layer of it. You just have some guy on the island there, after he walks out of the church, just some old guy walk by and he goes, Arr. Says, who was that? Not important. <laughs> Why was there a monkey on his shoulder? Not important. Yeah, D- Dominic Armado will do anything related to Monkey Island ever. If they'd asked him to revoice all of the Force Unleashed 2 for that unlockable <laughs> skin, he would have done it for free. <laughs> uh. Uh. But I want to get on something on Last of Us. Okay. I had a um, I had a friend complain. He hated the ending of that game because he's like he he did an anti Spock. He didn't you know he didn't do the, what was best for the many. He did the, what was the best for himself. I'm like yeah yeah exactly what he did. Well, that's it. Like, the he whole had game just lo- is about who is deciding what counts as us. <laughs> right. Well, one of the whole points was one of the whole points of the game was. Okay, this guy's lost his daughter, and the entire game is him getting over that, moving through the stages of grief, and learning to accept Ellie as his new daughter, or at least as a surrogate daughter. But the time he he finally calls her baby girl at some point when he rescues rescues her from the cannibals, and at that point, okay, he has now taken her as her his surrogate daughter. Things are he is healed at least partially. Then he gets to the hospital, and they said, okay, we can solve this, you know, plague across mankind. But she's going to have to die. And he was like, okay, you want me to lose another daughter? Yes, basically. Fuck you. Also, you're the fireflies. You're bad at everything. I don't trust you to distribute whatever you learn from this. Right. I mean, okay, that's maybe then me he goes, stepping back from the game and being like, no, the fireflies are bad at everything. Maybe the point, but yeah, but the point of it all is, hey, he is saying... You were asking him to go through that again, and he basically said, no, I'm going to kill each and every one of you before you make me walk down that road one more time. Rescues her, takes her back, and I think basically she knows something very bad happened there, and he ain't going to tell her, but he's like, I ain't ever getting the truth out of him, and probably I don't want to hear it anyway. That that's The the whole backdrop of, you know, zombies and plagues and mushrooms and evilness, that's all a backdrop to this game. The, The point of the game is, this guy learning to deal with the death of his daughter and moving on from it and learning to be a father again. And then you ask him, do it one more time. And no. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're, they're, like a compelling selfish lie is more interesting. And the DLC for that game, the, the one story DLC they released where it is like three hours. Okay, so there's a bit where you're in a mall full of snow and you shoot bad guys, but whatever. The the bulk of it, the climax of it is a water gun fight. What video game is going to say, so here's our $15 DLC. It's about two girls hanging out at a mall and getting into a water gun vault fight and then one of them dies. By the way, it cost us a quarter million dollars to make. Who else gets to do that? I can't help but wonder. They have said they're doing one Uncharted Story DLC. Just one. And I was like, okay, what are you going to do? I, I have a feeling it'll be not a, even a shooting level. It'll just be more fan service with uh, Drake's daughter. Maybe her discovering something. Yeah, I can't... Oh, I can't what, imagine... What if we did what Riley's the, first... I cannot imagine what the, a single-player DLC for this game would be. 
And some part of sick, twisted part of me wants it to be Riley's first date. Oh you know, God! Or just like where the guy, the guy comes to you know visit oh, and pick her up okay. for a date, and you see. So the DLC is about Sam and Sully. Oh, that they're they're just growing oh. out. They're, they're growing up and grabbing a thing and probably shooting some guys. Nah, it's okay. Yeah, okay. That's not my first choice, but I'll live with it. I still wanted Riley's first date. Uh, where, where the, the 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 kid comes up to pick up pick up what's her name? I keep keep forgetting her name. Drake's uh, daughter. Cassie. Sort of an L. C- Cassie, yeah. Same as Cassie Cage, which I find odd. Anyway, Cassie Drake comes up, and uh, I just want to see some boy come to pick him up. And in you know, he walks into the living room, and said, "My dad would like to have a talk with you first. He goes in there. He's there's Drake. There's the dog. There's Drake's brother. There's Sally, and they're all there cleaning guns. It's like, I understand you're taking my daughter out for a night on the town. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, sir. You're going to have her back by 10 o'clock, right? Yeah, 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 yes, sir. <laughs> she will be perfectly fine. Yes, sir. That's good. I've killed lots of things, lots of people, more than you can possibly imagine. I really don't like feel like adding to that list. And the kid craps himself and goes off. <laughs> I want to know what Naughty Dog would do with the license to Monkey Island. <laughs> Is that all you can think about today's Monkey Island? Look, I... You want to go play Monkey Island now, don't you? Always. All the time. Forever. <laughs> I am a mighty pirate, and you fight like a goddamn dairy farmer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Uncharted 4. The bits of it that are good are incredible, and the bits that aren't good are just kind of meh, and you find yourself frustrated about being distracted from incredible parts more or less yeah i don't care still game of the year for me but there's so many other things actually there, there's a few things coming out soon that i'm kind of kind of amped for the, the only thing i really there's only two games i'm amped for and one of them is battlefield one but i'm a world war one historian buff and i want to buy it yeah there's that and, and i'm I know, yeah, I know you're not thrilled at all about it. Well, I feel... And the only other thing is Titan, it's a Battlefield Titanfall game. 2, because they may have... It's a Titanfall 2 game. might actually be good. They, well, Titanfall 1 was fine. It just had no story. And it was on a system nobody bought. Yeah, that. And 2 seems a bit more exciting. But uh, other things we have coming up are... If they don't get delayed, because video games, we have... Uh, Final Fantasy... I'm it, which it, it it could be one way or the other. We've got a new Phoenix hey, Wright, this, which is always fun. The new what? A new Phoenix Wright. Oh, yeah, those are always fun to play. There was a couple of things I was super amped for. Mafia Three could be cool. I'm probably I'm probably the the one of the few people who liked Watch Dogs. Well, Watch Dogs was fine. Watch Dogs was a fun game. Just everyone thought it was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. It wasn't. Well, if it suffered from No Man's Sky disease. Yeah. Uh, we also have... What's another new thing? Well, we've got a new South Park, and that'll be cool. Yeah. And don't we oh, have um, um, Horizon Zero Dawn this year, or did that get pushed back? That, that's next year. That's next March. Okay, fine. Um, in that case, then the, old, the only thing I'm excited for is Dishonored 2. Dishonored 1 was meh. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of that game. See, the... the how good they got between Dishonored and its story DLC was is encouraging. 
the genre was fun, but it wasn't, you know, when it was all said and done, it was like, eh, wasn't that good. But, yeah, I'll, I'll probably pick up Battlefield 1 just because I'm a World War One nut, a history nut, and I'll probably pick up Watch Dogs because I actually enjoyed the first one. Uh, Titanfall 2, I'll wait and see. I do have Final Fantasy pre-ordered just because this looks like they have finally figured it out. I hope I'm right. I'm going to give them my money ahead of time, which I usually don't do. Although I did it for No Man's Sky, and I feel stupid now. Uh, it's No Man's Sky, when I'm not engaging with about half of the mechanics, is fine. Like, I like kind of just exploring a planet and finding some stuff, and then moving on and exploring a planet and finding some stuff. It's the nitty-gritty of crafting and selling. and Like, the learning the languages bit is great. Like, it, it feels so I enjoy cool. doing that, yeah. It feels so cool to, like, oh, this alien, I understand what they're saying now. Then you get to another alien who's like, yep, nope, don't understand damn word. And EA keeps playing coy as to whether or not they're going to re-release Mass Effect, which I'm getting more frustrated with. Eh, I don't need to play Mass Effect again. Uh, That ending ruined that game for me. (laughs) See. I've got an itch to redo it all with one character start to finish because I never played any of the engineer classes. And I never played as the. I always played as the guy. One of these days I need to go back and play as the girl. Oh. Because everyone tells me Fem Shep was better. Jen Hale is very good at her job. Hmm. And I guess they're re releasing Rocksmith, which maybe is cool. I wouldn't say no to learning how to play guitar that way. Hmm. As I have said before, my musical talents amount to dick, so I don't think I'd do that well. There's a new Pokemon. Oh, yeah, that's coming out. I mean, so, I mean... I haven't I like, turned on my 3DS in months. I, I like the owl, and then someone explained the uh, flavor text of the Ghost Sandcastle, which is frightening as all fuck. Ghost Sandcastle. There is a ghost type, there is a ghost ground type Pokemon that is a sandcastle. That encourages children to add more sand to it until it gets big enough to swallow Pokemon and eat their souls. Indeed. I do like the fact they're like real, they're changing up some of the Pokemon, you know, the classics. Now Abracadabra has turned into Master Roshi. Yeah. Well, and there's there's mm-hmm. tons of cool ones. Like I like the, Alt, the Arctic Fox ver- version of Vulpix. I haven't seen that one yet. So I, I ice type Vulpix. Yes. That'd be cool. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. So, um, that, so, so that turned into a frozen Ninetales or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. But I think that I think that's an episode for us. Just enjoy editing that. We we rambled on a bit. That's fine. We t- we tend to do that. We do. Good night, everyone. Good night. Gosh, I thought this well bad. On the outside. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. It's released under Creative Commons Attribution Share of Life Non-Commercial 3.0 International License. Please visit spopodcast.com for contact information, social media links, and past episodes.